Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. What's going on, family? It's your girl, Sheree Nicole. Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. Happy New Year. I hope that the holidays have been treating you well. And I'm also hoping that you enjoy this next episode that features entrepreneur, podcaster, and woke black man. (laughs) I'm talking about Dustin Ross. He is a phenomenal talent. He's also a beautiful mind. And I always get excited when I can have very insightful conversations with people who function in a cerebral way. So I figured his conversation would have a lot to offer even before we started talking and I was not disappointed. He's got a lot of great things going on right now that I wanted to share with you guys and that we'll talk about and that you'll hear in this interview. So take a listen. I'm really happy because I get to close out the year with a bang. Meaning Dustin Ross. He's a New York based <laughs> writer, host, and producer. And currently he can be seen fulfilling his hosting duties of season two of Revolt's really dope show, Bet on Black. And since 2015, Dustin's also co hosted the Friend Zone podcast weekly. We're going to talk a little bit about the podcast game because okay. I got some feelings. But uh, yeah. let me finish your intro first. And also, <laughs> he can be heard as a co host of the Hit Legal News podcast, holding court with the one and only Ebony K. Williams. Yes. Dustin Ross, I am very excited to chat with you. What's going on? Thank Thank you. Me too. I'm happy to be here. Thank you yeah. for having me. I am happy to have you. And I want to, before we get into Bet on Black, okay. I do want to talk about podcasting a little bit. Let's talk because about first it. of all, you're no stranger to this. Yep. You were doing podcasting before it was sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I said 2015 yep. when I introduced you. Yeah. So thinking about starting out in podcasting when for all intents and purposes, there was scarcity in mm-hmm. the market there. Mm-hmm. And now we look at it especially post-COVID or mm-hmm. amidst COVID. Now everybody has a podcast. Everybody. everybody has something to say, some of which is ridiculous, in my opinion. A, a, a <laughs> lot of which is ridiculous. I welcome all the new voices, and I think that there are tons of people with really smart and yeah. focused conversation and informed opinions. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, um, there's also a lot of fluff and people mm-hmm. just, you know, talking to talk in the mm. marketplace. So you kind of have to use your personal filter and... and figure out where you should spend your time listening. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I hate the fact that our marketplace is, because the podcasting space is personal for me. Mm. You know what I mean? My show is almost eight years old, and my co-host and I have done, like, an incredible job um, building an audience with that show that trusts us. Yes, you know what I yes. mean? Because we really research, and we're informed when we speak. Wait a minute. You, you really do what now? We research. Oh, wow. Okay? And that's not Lost just art. going on Google. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to spend some time sitting with subjects and actually do the work to be informed. So I look forward, what I do look forward to, right, is more informed voices Mm -hmm. coming into the space, more smart, focused conversations that still make us laugh and we still enjoy, um, and less of the white noise, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I I do feel like, though, too, there is a lot of content out here, Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of content creators who are doing what you just said Mm -hmm. you want to see more of. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think they're getting the exposure that they deserve. And when I look at social media and what's actually being disseminated across that space, Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed 
And I know sensationalism is what it is and entertainment is what it is. Gossip news is what it is. But what do you think it's going to take for the more substantive content creators to get those real opportunities in spaces on spaces like Instagram, Twitter, et cetera? For sure. You know what it's going to take is consistency. Um, Sometimes you can't really, you know, fight a machine that is way larger than you. Unfortunately, people are attracted to that shock value. Mm -hmm. And there's a space for that. You know what I mean? But it's not what should take up the majority of the space when it comes to you know voices that we listen to and trust with this information so um there's room you know to have that that fun edgy conversation but then there's also room for the smart talk which you can take with you after you leave the show you know i i love uh conversations that i can kind of mine something valuable from and take that with me in the rest of my life and unfortunately we don't get that many opportunities to do that Mm -hmm. now as as Mm -hmm. as listeners yeah um so the ones that that do offer that experience for us really stand out yeah 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 well i get to do that as a listener um when i listen to (laughs) the friend zone and holding court with ebony k williams who i adore and i love you all's dynamic for you what has it been like to you know take your giftings and be able to pair it with a personality and just a dope black woman like yep. Ebony K. Williams. Ebony, I have I have a tremendous, overwhelming amount of professional and personal respect for Ebony. Um, working with her has been a blessing in my life, and she mm-hmm. is my friend now. Yeah. And so um, learning from her, learning with her, um, ex- bringing my uh, expertise to the conversation and, and having that in company with her, legitimate, precise, you know, uh, credentialed conversation. I think it's a beautiful marriage, and I'm just really grateful for that conversation. Yeah, Yeah. I'm grateful for it, too. I want to talk about Bet on Black. I I think it's a great concept. And we all know from a numbers perspective, Mm -hmm. the lack of support that black businesses get not just on a consumer level, but it's more disturbing when you think about on a federal level. Yeah. The the loans that they don't get. The loans, it's the actually tax disturbing breaks, the, yeah. those numbers. So for you and knowing that to be able to spearhead this show, what what has this uh this opportunity meant for you? It means the world to me. Um I I really pride myself on being well intentioned with mm-hmm. like the choices I make professionally. And this was in direct alignment with my values, my approach to business. And um, it's really important to me that that these brilliant black entrepreneurs and their brilliant ideas and products get the visibility and get the stage that they need to really thrive and be successful. So it was a no-brainer for me. Um, Revolt is an incredible partner. Target has been an incredible partner. And the two of them together really made some magic happen with Bet on Black. So I'm really excited to be hosting season two. Cool. And for those who have not seen the show yet, Mm -hmm. who just see the description like, it was a black shark tank. <laughs> I, we're not going to do a blanket description like that. But for those who yeah. are unfamiliar, what, what happens with the show? What can they expect when they watch? Yeah, so we have a group of really um, amazing entrepreneurs with really good products. Mm-hmm. And they get to present their products to a, a really smart panel of judges um, comprised of Pinky Cole, who is the, the mogul behind the Slutty Vegan. Yeah. Um, Remy Ma, we know the success that she's had both as a musician and also as a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, Daytavio, the CEO of Revolt, okay, so he's running things. <laughs> um, uh, the VP, one of the VPs, Mike Brown from Target, um, Latoya Luckett, Master P, incredible wow. business mogul. We've seen yeah. him time and time again come up with these great ideas that we support with our dollar. Mm-hmm. So it's a great. Um, fit panel of judges to be kind of offering their help and expertise to our entrepreneurs and it really turned out to be a beautiful situation. I love it. Is there a timetable in place or limit for 
these business owners. Like, you know, some people may say, I'm in, I've been in business for 10 years. Yeah. I've only made this much. I want to be on the show. Is, is <laughs> Does it just depend on how much money they're making? Does it depend on how long they've been in the industry as entrepreneurs? Like, what are some of the criteria for you know, who you choose? The, the one um, tie that binds all of these candidates was they all had really good ideas. Mm. So the timeline hasn't been as important or critical to the selection as much as the product has been. Okay. If you have a deserving idea or a product that is competitive amongst other products that are nothing like it, then this is a great place for you to try to get this money. We put $200,000 behind our winner. Mm. And there were also other small prizes that were awarded. And also, this is an opportunity for these businesses to be seen yeah. and made, people to be made aware of that they exist. Um, as you know, we often hear this conversation about supporting black businesses mm-hmm. or putting our dollar behind black businesses, but sometimes we don't even know where to look for one that fits our needs, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this, there's so many niche-specific um, ideas and products that are a part of this Bet on Black Season 2 uh, group of contestants mm-hmm. that it really is just about who's got a good idea. And so it's yeah. been such a blessing to see all these smart black people with these billion-dollar ideas and the potential to be billionaires with their great ideas mm. come together as a group, watching them talk to each other backstage, watching them share ideas and uh, give each other business contacts. Just all of those things are what yeah. this project was intended for. And to see it happen in real time, was it was a treat. I think that's dope, good ideas being the common thread. Yes. And, and speaking of common thread, I mean, what is one thing that you would say in being able to host a show and what you've seen and heard mm-hmm. that is a need that black businesses may not be understanding they have or need to fill mm. in you the know entrepreneur space? Making people aware of your business. And it's mm-hmm. really business 101. The more people that know about your product or your service, the better. Yeah. So uh, one thing that I did notice from this group of contestants was that they all were taking advantage of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them had really... Uh, well-curated Instagram pages, really had informational Instagram pages that gave you what you needed to be able to support their business. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing that I saw all of these, one commonality, I'll say, amongst all of these contestants. They're really doing the work to make people aware of their product so that yeah. they can support it. So you really have to kind of be that little engine that can <laughs> behind your thing. Yeah. Don't give up, y'all. I, I know I'm guilty of this. Mm-hmm. You just post and you post and you work yeah. and you work and like nobody's looking. I only got 20 likes. At some point, at some point, the levy will break. So just keep at it. And And also, what are those 20 likes that you got? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's there's strength in numbers, but if you have a smaller amount of important people and people that can be influential to your success, when I say important, that's what I mean, important or whatever your personal project is, you can see the same result. So it's, it's, it's good practice for us not to get discouraged by, you know, maybe not the immediate yeah. flood of responses that we may want. But if you just continue to be consistent with your presentation, you will see that growth and you'll build that audience that trusts you. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. For you, you, you I counted <clears throat> I counted three jobs. You could have more, <laughs> but I counted three so far. Yeah. So that makes you an entrepreneur. Okay, in I'll my, take that. In my humble opinion. I will take that. With that said, what has being a part of this show taught you mm-hmm. about how you move in business and possibly do deals and things of that sort? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anything, it's taught me to be knowledgeable about what it is that I have to offer. Um, one common thread, another common thread, I should say, that all of these entrepreneurs had where they were so knowledgeable about their product. Yeah. And they were able to talk to anyone at the drop of a dime to really 
not sell it, but just, you know, inform them as best they could about their product. So just being knowledgeable, it's made me go back and kind of reorganize and and re-strategize my approach when it came to uh, just exposing my work to new people Mm -hmm. um, and the way that I do that. I did come up with some good, you know, got some tips from these people. We were all learning from each other. No matter if you were the host, the judges, the contestants, it was just a really, really good group um, to be a part of. Yeah, I want to move to current topics because how how dare I have you here and talk a little bit about what's going on. <laughs> Let's talk about and, it. And thinking about this year. We've okay. had a lot hit us. A, a whole lot. Year. Yeah. For you, is there one or two, or I should say, are there one or two topics where you're like, these really changed the game for me in terms of how I view the world around me or I really enjoyed covering those particular topics? You know what? One topic that I will say um, I really wrestled with this year as a consumer mm-hmm. and as a fan was Kanye West. Mm, let's talk about it. Kanye West. I am I am so disappointed in the choices that I've seen him make. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a stain on what was really like a brilliant legacy in music. Yeah. And in the arts period, he's an overall artist. Um, and it's just been so disheartening as a black person to see some of the choices that he's made, some of the um, ways that he has opened the door for diminishing his own legacy and Mm -hmm. disrespecting his legacy. He's done that himself and opened the floodgates for others to do so that had really been waiting to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's really hard for me uh, to, sometimes you have to make the tough choices, you know, and I was Mm -hmm. no longer interested in patronizing him as, you know, a patron of music, a patron of the arts. I just didn't want to do it anymore. That was hard for me because I was Mm -hmm. a huge fan of Kanye West's music and his work as a producer um, and just his 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 POV his eye as an artist yeah. yeah and so that was a tough one for me because he kept putting it in our face yes you know what I mean he kept forcing us to be made aware of Absolutely. his personal thoughts and feelings and I think that's where the disconnect took place for me so it just showed me what not to do hmm. it showed me how important it is to stay close to who you are fundamentally and stay yeah. close to what you know matters to you the most when you're making your decisions professionally. Um, I, I see now more than ever the importance of that through his mistakes. And and let's talk about mistakes for a minute. I think we live in a society where, and, and this is not to shade anyone, do not cancel me, please. <laughs> um, but I think that we are almost so overly inclusive that we have no level of bounds or standard for anything. Yeah. And when I think about the argument that he's a genius, so let's disregard behavior. Yeah, that doesn't work I just for don't me. understand that. So so from your purview and, and all that you know about him as an artist and mm-hmm. being a black man yourself, mm-hmm. why, why do you think people are struggling with acknowledging as you have his gift but also acknowledging that there's a problem here that hopefully he gets resolved and stuff because it takes work and unfortunately people are lazy even in thought they're lazy Mm. if you really sit with what has gone on with him just this year alone yeah you know when you really sit with the choices and decisions that he's made and what he's offered to us then it kind of makes you ask yourself some questions about how you feel about what he's saying and when you kind of reconcile that internally um and think about it, and when you understand the the context, when you understand our history in this country, when you understand the the literal historical events that have gotten us to the point where we are in this country, mm-hmm. where we're still facing, uh, we're still up against the wall with a lot yeah. of things. Um, it really highlights how bad his choices were, and it makes you have to make them for yourself. And a lot of people just aren't willing to do that. Mm-hmm. I like the music, whatever. It's still Kanye, so whatever. Yeah. And they don't really focus on 
what exactly he's saying. The things that he's been saying, the choices that he's been making are so huge yeah. and so impactful to his audience, his mostly white audience now, who thinks that it's okay to now be just as dismissive and disrespectful to our history in this country and the problems that we face as yeah. they see him being because he's black and they feel like it gives them license to be in our business now. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, you can't help but be on one side of the fence. People don't want to think about that. I don't care. He's crazy. I, you know, He's a genius. <laughs> I don't care. I, I like the music. I'm buying the shoes. They don't stop and think about it. And sometimes you just have to give yourself that minute to really process things. Absolutely. And it'll influence the way that you do your stuff. So, mm, absolutely. Yeah. I want to move into one topic that just happened very recently, and that's uh, that's Twitch. I mean, just it, it literally came out of nowhere. And seemingly you have somebody who has it all. You know, the career, the beautiful family, yeah. um, the, the joy, all of these things, notoriety, fame, whatever you want to call it. And I noticed on social media in the comments, because I'm a comment girl, mm-hmm. I just... I'd like to know what people are mm-hmm. thinking. And even though it's been it's been reported that this was a suicide, yeah. tragic, terrible. Yeah. You still have people speculating and well, there what about it? You think that's really how it happened and this seems suspicious and I feel like sometimes we really struggle with the reality number 1 that people are really in trouble. Mm-hmm. And that mental health is something that's very real that our black men in particular are struggling in ways that we don't even have a good grasp of and I'm just really taken aback by the fact that we don't believe things that are right in our face mm-hmm. and in doing so we eliminate sometimes our opportunities to assist mm-hmm. because we're we're skepticals very sad also this death was made aware of to us today right yeah and they're already leaving comments that are negative already yeah, speculating crazy. further than the the mere fact and rest in peace to twitch yeah. um much love to his family and that he's leaving behind and everyone that's going to have to learn how to live around his death. Mm-hmm. Grief is a terrible, terrible experience, mm-hmm. um, especially when it's unexpected, yeah. um, when the death is unexpected like this was. And so the fact that people are not even letting that register and right. immediately jump into the messiness uh, that they're creating because literally all we got was the information we needed, right? Mm-hmm. We found out that he passed. We found out that it was suicide. Uh, it's being reported that it was suicide, and that's enough. Yeah, you know we don't need speculation from someone who has literally no connection to his life nor his death. Mm-hmm. It's really shameful, and it's a it's a self check that we have to do. It's very easy to to type your thought in the yeah. comment section, but is it always necessary? Especially mm-hmm. in a case like this, this isn't gossip. Yeah, this isn't a, a hot topic. You know, it's a tragedy. Absolutely. A very real tragedy that that can really incite a lot of conversations and a lot of soul searching on our own behalf. You know, mm-hmm. when he was battling that and no one would have known it looking at him. Yeah. That he was having a hard time. So mm-hmm. I think people just kind of need to press pause for a second and, and yeah. tap into their humanity absolutely. when it comes to situations like that. Much love to his family. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's talk soul searching for a moment. I mean, for you, and this is not for me to make a a... A separation in that what people in the entertainment space or creatives go through is so much harsh, more harsh or no, deeper than right, anybody no. else. But I do think there's a distinction in some of the challenges that people in the public eye and creatives in particular face. Mm-hmm. For you as a black male creative, yes, what can you say to that? And is there one thing in particular that you want people to know more about in that regard? 
to be able to help identify or assist a friend who may be doing this going for doing sure the same thing. um as with any job any profession there's pressures and anxieties of life right yeah. that come along with that and especially when you are putting yourself by choice because we all decide to assume these positions and yeah. do this work right we're choosing this mm-hmm. so when you do that though you do press yourself um to be judged and assessed by others, you know, who have nothing to do with you, nothing to do with your work, no no relevance whatsoever to your success, but they're offering an opinion. So you have to use that as training, right? Um, people have long, people in entertainment have long um, undergone media training, you know, mm-hmm. in an official capacity. But I think that there's something to be said about your personal media training by ignoring the noise, right? Yeah. You can literally shut it out. And it actually adds to your mystique and your appeal. When you're a singer, when you're a rapper, when you're an actor, and all people hear from you is what you're offering in your work. Okay. Beyonce. <laughs> We're interested in everything that she does because she doesn't tell us anything. Yeah. And she's focused and her work, her product is quality. Yeah. There's a lesson there. Okay. And even in the little bit of work that I do, I don't really engage with the negativity. I'm not clapping back or doing any of that because it's really pointless. So I think there's an opportunity there for creators and people who present themselves in front of others to kind of like work on their patience, work on tuning all of that out. Yeah. And then if you're a person who is in relationship in some way, a family member, a friend, a partner, whatever your relationship is with that person, give them a little grace yeah. and encourage them. You know what I mean? Um, because it is tough and it is a lot to take on when you have everyone's eyes on you and what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I've got my eyes on what you're doing. Bet on black. Thank you We're so on much. Revolt TV. Then, then we got two podcasts. The Friend Zone <laughs> and Holiday Court with Ebony K. Williams. I don't know how you pull it off, but you do it in a very Thank phenomenal you. and fantastic way. And Thank you so much. I know there's more to come. And so yes. I salute you. You talk about celebrating and supporting. I salute you. I am just very honored to be able to have this conversation with you. And I want to make sure people can stay connected to all the great things you're doing. So, yeah. number one, how can they check out? Bet on Black, The Friend Zone, Holding Court, and also, of course, stay tapped in with you on social media, even though he doesn't clap back, so don't even try. <laughs> don't even try, because I'm going to laugh at you <laughs> and then scroll on. Um, so all the work that I do, you can find on all of our living resume, which is Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, right? Um, so on all social media platforms, I'm going to look at Dustin. Um, really simple, really easy to find, and that's where I kind of keep my audience um, in the know with the things that I have going on. So I look forward to seeing you all over there. Cool. Um, and thank you so much. Yeah, Bet on Black is streaming on the Revolt app and also on the Revolt YouTube channel. Um, so you can catch it there whenever you want to. Um, the Friend Zone and Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams both release every Wednesday. Um, so you can get those two conversations there. And I cannot wait to be in conversation with you all on those shows. Yeah. I love it, Dustin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy New Year. Same and to hopefully you. hopefully we can do this again This soon. was wonderful. Thank you for having me. Man, I really enjoyed that conversation with Dustin. That was actually my first opportunity to connect with him uh, and meet him and converse with him. And he is just a dynamic creative and a phenomenal phenomenal human being so i can't thank you enough dustin thank you for the time and i know that we'll be able to do this again soon and i have some thoughts and not necessarily about dustin i did this last week when we dropped our episode with the cast of sisters i I went away from a theme or a thought that i pulled from that conversation but really wanted to tie things more into what's going on with the seasons that we're in and as we are now away from Christmas just a bit, but it's always the Christmas season. Honestly, for me, Christmas season doesn't end until about February, (laughs) mid-February, right? 
right towards the tail end of Black History Month when I finally decided to take my tree down. <laughs> and with that said, you know, I spoke about this last week doing Just a Thought and I talked about joy. And I talked about how the Christmas season really puts us in a position to have more discussions around joy and desire to experience it more in our lives. And I was looking up quotes about joy and one of them really stood out to me and it says, it is not joy that makes us grateful. It is gratitude that makes us joyful. And the quote is by David Steindl Rast. And I just thought it was so compelling because we should move in a spirit of gratefulness, regardless of our circumstances. And it's very difficult to do that. But one of the ways in which we do that is to walk in perpetual joy, to tap into the promise of joy that God affords all of us. And I talked about this last week, but it's gratitude that also makes us joyful. So when we think about this whole concept during this point in time, as we are right at the cusp of the new year, I want us, myself included, to really sit for a moment and really think about everything that we're grateful for. And I was at church the other week and the pastor was talking about the difference between gratitude and just being grateful. And sometimes our gratefulness is tied to a single event or a gift that we received or God answering a prayer You know, we have this very singular, limited view of gratefulness, but gratitude is an attitude and it doesn't waver despite our circumstances, which is also one of the benefits of having joy. And so gratitude and joy are certainly intertwined and that's the beauty in them both. So if you feel like this holiday season, if you feel like this year, if you feel like 2022 was just a year where you did not feel a sense of joy. You may have been going through some things in your own life that just stripped you of that, stripped you of even desiring to tap into that promise that God affords us. I really want to encourage you to also tap into moving with an attitude of gratitude. Take some time out to really reflect on how awesome God has been, how awesome he will continue to be how faithful he has been. Look around you and and look at family members and friends and and ways in which God got you out of some things that he, if it was up to you, you wouldn't have gotten out of it. We all have those stories. But if we can challenge ourselves during this season and not just during the Christmas season, but in life in general, and especially at the top of the year. I mean, we have a great opportunity to start the year with an attitude of gratitude. I believe it can set and it will set the tone for the rest of the year of this new year for you, but also the rest of your life. And we all fail in this area, myself included. I have been prone to having bouts with complaining, things not going the way that I think they should go or want them to go in my life. And with that, I detract from having an attitude of gratitude. But we have to be intentional about it because oftentimes we allow our attitude to shift with our emotions. And we all know that our emotions are fleeting. We we almost can't trust them. You can trust your intuition, but it's not good to move and make decisions based off your emotions because they will change as human beings. That's just how we're designed. But if we tap in and we're intentional about an attitude of gratitude, 
in doing so, we are tapping into our joy and that promise from God that we can have it all the time. And that will weather any storm. And it's hard out here. It has been a tough year. And and it's funny, we continue to say that. I feel like 2020 was kind of the springboard for us saying, man, it's been a hard year. Man, it was a hard year again. My God, this is hard. The reality is trials and tribulations will come, but also beautiful and great things can and will come as well. So happy new year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Do not abandon your joy once the Christmas feeling is over. Do not abandon your attitude of gratitude once there's no more gifts to open. Let's keep that as a constant. Let's challenge ourselves to do that. Let's maintain that. And I can assure you that as we move with an attitude of gratitude, we will certainly also move with perpetual joy. Just a thought. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sheree Nicole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. It's just a thought, Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.